Oh, wait a second. Is that you? Yep. Oh, wow. All wow. right. So finally, finally got it to work. Yeah. I was just about to shut this thing down. <laughs> I finally got it. <laughs> like, I clicked on the app and it was like, it can't connect to uh, internet. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I got back out of the app, went back into it, and then I had to set it <sighs> up. And then finally, it let me do it. Okay, okay. So... I should have said this before, but this will be fine because I don't care because it's all you know, whatever anyway when we record. But so it, it, it comes on recording as soon as you like join. So we're recording now, okay. uh, which is a little bit different than what we've been doing. Um, but I just thought with all the crazy stuff that Zoom's going through and connectivity issues and I'm freezing your own damn auto tune, it sounds like um, sometimes I was like, you know what, let's try something else. If this records better, this might be the way to go anyway. So, and that way we ain't got to worry about like video and, um, and all that mess. So this may just be uh, a better way to do it. So we'll, we'll see what this one comes out like and, and just go from there. Okay. All right. Oh man. So how are you doing? Um, well, tired. Yeah. 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 You up for this tonight? Do, am I going to Andrews tonight? Oh, no. I said, are you up for this tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. an hour because I'm okay. pretty tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I figure if we have to um, – actually, what I was thinking, and this, this may make it go a little uh, faster anyway, um, if this does turn out better, uh, if this yeah. does sound better, then we may need to kind of go back and just like, I don't say summarize, but we can like kind of go back and touch on some things we've already talked about. You know what I mean? That way everything gets recorded on, on the, on the better, um, (laughs) on the better platform. So I used this once before uh, for a project at, at, at school. And so it worked out really well. And then I used it again with the two ministers back in, Statesville uh, when we recorded something so it worked fine but of course who knows so uh, if like we like we experienced last week um, technology sometimes just doesn't work with us so yeah yeah um, I tell you what let's to switch things up a little bit um, the what they do in the in the podcast world they call this like a cold opening that's what that's what they call it um, but as far as like an introduction, do you want to introduce the thing tonight and just say like what this is and what we're trying to do? Well, I think you're better at it. You've been doing it for weeks now. So. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. I'll, I'll say this. So for those that are just like, what the hell is this? These people just got on here and started rambling. Um, what this is, is two siblings, uh, Justin and Lauren, um, who are going back and reflecting upon all this weird shit that happened and uh, while we were growing up on a family farm, family land in, in our in our home, uh, things that we discovered uh, had been happening to our family for ge- generations uh, as we kind of dug into some history about it. Um, and then, of course, we had our own experiences as we got older. And it's almost been as if we've been connecting some things. And so 
for the last several weeks, we have just um, got online and we were trying to record on another platform and we were having issues with that. Sometimes it went okay. Sometimes it didn't. So we're almost in some ways taking a few steps back to say, all right, if we really want to get this recorded and have some good quality, we're going to try it this way to see if it's any better. Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to, I hate this kind of sound like we're starting over from, from scratch, but this may be a better way to do it. So anyway, this is us talking about some odd stuff, paranormal stuff, supernatural stuff, all that has some kind of ties to our family and us trying to make sense of it uh, about 15 years after it happened. Yeah. So that's all right. That's it. Um, so instead of, instead of going all the way back um, and, and doing all like the, the, the stuff with, you know, our ancestors, uh, you know, even before kind of the generation that we grew up with, um, I say for tonight, just for the recording purposes, we, we just go a little bit way back um, and kind of start with you and I and go back over some of those things that just happened to us. And um, I say we even put a cap on it, Lauren. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's almost nine o'clock now. I know, I know you're sleepy. I'm sleepy. How about we go for about, um, you know, nine 30 ish. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's good. That's, that's the time that you, we usually end anyway. So around that time. Um, all right. So, the last couple of weeks we had been talking about how these supernatural occurrences have taken place to members of our family. And then we just recently got into how they were impacting us um, and things started happening. And a lot of it started to happen around um, the, the, the passing of our grandparents where it almost seemed to wake things up. Yeah. Um, and so let's kind of start there again this uh this waking stuff up the, the the things that we remember and we can even reference back to some of the things that we talked about but um let's let's go there we'll talk about our, our grandparents passing and uh and then when things kind of got weird well um you know our maternal grandparents mm -hmm. oh that's their land that our currently live on in a small town in North Carolina mm -hmm. and um, it's been in our family for you know plus years mm. and uh, we all you know we grew up there of course and our grandparents we were very close to mm -hmm. uh, they lived right behind us all of our lives and mm. basically they passed in 2001 one on january 15th the other one on january 31st so 16 days apart. and uh when they passed you know their house was still there of course and everything how our grandmother who was the one that passed second how she lived it that day was the way it stayed for an entire year yeah range um where she took her sweater off on the couch that day it still laid there mm. um so with that being said you know there wasn't uh you know there was still um animals there there were still because you know they were expected to 
to be there. So there were still animals there. There were still things that needed to be done. So since we were the ones that lived so close, uh, we took that responsibility on. We and fed, when, we fed and the animals, took care of yeah, everything. And when you say animals, just so people get an idea, like this is a like a farm. farm yeah, right? our grandparents were on like we're on a farm. Uh, by this time, I, my grandparents were obviously a little bit older, so the um, I don't even think by the time you were born that they still had pigs or anything. I remember pigs being very little. Had, um, you know, before. we had goats and chickens, yeah. birds and and you know dogs and rabbits, and um, we had goats and you know those type of things. So by the time that they had passed, the the cows had been, you know, it was that time of year where Papa kind of got rid of the the cows mm -hmm. and so mostly that was there were some dogs um some chickens and I, I know there was a goose and you know those type of things were still there when we when when we were taking care of everything yeah and um, everything happened very like they're passing the way i remember it very unex unexpectedly even when our grandfather went into the hospital it was like oh He's going to come out of the hospital, um, but just didn't just had this just you know I, from what I remember it was like a blood clot and they they suspect I, maybe a blood clot or that um, he his diabetes got too low okay he was asleep uh, it yeah. had happened before where it had dropped really low in the night yeah. uh, and so his was very ex unexpected I can remember because um, it was a holiday. We were out of school that day that he passed. He was actually supposed to come home. That was a Monday. He was supposed to come home on Wednesday. They were already mm -hmm. preparing for him to come home. Mama yeah. was totally unexpected as well mm -hmm. to eat with a friend. Um, her friend had come and picked her up. You know, our grandmother didn't drive. So her friend had come to pick her up, took her to High Point to go get something to eat. They went back to her friend's house. And she said she felt like she couldn't breathe and she passed out on the floor. Yeah. And, and, and never, you know, regained consciousness. Yeah. And um, she had a, um, a, a collapsed lung just, and, and don't know why that happened. Um, no, it was a spastic tear yeah. in her lung. Mm -hmm. And it was, it happened so rapidly that, you know, it, it actually shifted her organs to one side yeah. of her body. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't think she felt any pain or anything like that, but uh, that's kind of the history of our grandparents. So we had yeah. you know, there and of course, you know, we were helping take care of it. Um, and we started to notice and hear things around that time. Yeah. Um, we had kind of heard stories growing up and we will get into that another time about the stories that we heard um, of more supernatural things that are maybe our grandparents and great aunts and stuff um, told us when we were growing up. But for us, I can remember that being like the, when it really started and you yeah. know, we heard people coming in and out of the house when we were kids and there wouldn't be anybody there and, and those type of things. Uh, yeah. My first real, um, and, and we had talked about this in, in previous things, 
Um, and I had forgot about this. The first real thing that happened was in between the death of my grandfather and, my, and, and our grandmother, uh, I had was staying there some at night. And while, you know, mama was still living and one night I was sleeping on the couch and um, my grandfather's chair sat right next to the couch and it was right off from the kitchen. And I remember the TV was on and I woke up, don't remember being startled or anything. It was just one of those things where you just kind of wake up and maybe just kind of halfway get up and turn over that type of thing but I remember I woke up and I felt like somebody was in there with me so I assumed mama had gotten up but when I looked it was you know our grandfather was sitting in his chair like mm. he was on tv and it didn't startle me um I, maybe because it was you know, he had just passed and it was just kind of, you know, one of those things. And so I just kind of sat there and, and looked for a moment. He never looked over at me. He never said anything. It wasn't like that. Um, and I kind of, I, I closed my eyes and I went back to sleep. Whew, Lord. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I uh, got up the next day and I thought, well, that was weird. And, but it was so only for me because I stayed there a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think it, you know, to me, it was like, oh, he just, you know, wants to make sure I'm safe or, you know, yeah. it, you know those residual things of that, you know, that's where he always sat and I was, the TV was on and whatever the case may be. So I tried to rationalize maybe I just, you know, got up in the middle, maybe I was dreaming, but I knew I wasn't dreaming type of thing but that was the first real first time i saw something so let me let me ask this and this is crazy because i did not ask this uh when we first started talking about it um and of course when this happened you didn't have a lot of time um or our grandmother only lived for about another two weeks after he passed yeah so did you ever talk to her about seeing him i don't even know how like, you know, our grandmother, we called this grandmother, we called Mama. I'm not even sure how Mama even viewed spirits or anything like that a lot. I don't know if she talked about them or had a lot to do with them, but I didn't know if you ever had a chance to like, I mean, I'm, I don't even know if you ever had a chance to talk to her about it or if you talked to mom about it and mom told her about it, like anything like that come up. I don't remember saying anything to her. Um, I'm sure I told mom and I may have told her right after it happened. I'm sure that I did. Um, I don't know if she ever said anything to mom all either. I think mm -hmm. it was such a whirlwind of a time, you know, trying to get everything in order. You know, Papa never really cared for banks. So he kept, had a lot of money there at the house yeah. and they were, for a funeral and a headstone and flowers and she was of course she was depressed because papa had died and 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 then you know mom's trying to do everything and and um so i i don't know if mom even mentioned it to her probably maybe not i don't know yeah 
Yeah, I don't remember ever having a conversation with her saying that I saw Pop-Pop. I could okay. have, but I don't remember that because I okay. think that was something that I would remember. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. I don't remember. I mean, we didn't talk about this um, last time when we first brought it up, but I was I was kind of curious, like when you were sharing it this time, I was like, I wonder if she ever told Mama about seeing that. And, you know, I don't know if I don't know if Mama was not the kind of person that would find that comforting or really find it disturbing. She was just kind of neutral neutral when it came to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, no, I don't remember saying anything to her. It probably would have just been like, oh, honey, you probably just dreaming or, you know, that mm -hmm. type of with her. Um, But no, I don't I don't remember having that conversation um, Mm -hmm. with her. Um, but, you know, not to say that she didn't know about it, but I don't, I don't even know if mom even said anything and she may not even had time to really say anything to her. Cause she died so quickly afterwards. Yeah, true. True. So anyway. Um, yeah. I think, um, and of course, you know, the, um, the other one that was really big at the time that I can remember is the lights. Yeah. I, light story always gets me. Um, cause I just can't believe you kept going back over there. That was me. <laughs> the story is, is that, you know, when, after they passed both of them, we would go over and turn the different lights on in the house. Uh, so it looked like somebody was there. Uh, at least somebody was staying there during that time, that type of thing. So um, I had gone out with my boyfriend at the time and, and we had been somewhere and, and it's late. And I remember, you know, um, he was getting ready to go home. And I said, well, I really need to go over there and turn the lights on and off in the rooms and stuff, you know, switch them up. And he said, do you mind, you know, riding with me over there? And, you know, even though we could see the house from our house, it's not that long of a distance. If you're going through our our trail, we have a trail that led from behind our house to their house. But we didn't want to walk it. It wasn't a trail. I mean, at one time you could drive it, but by that time it had kind of grown up a little bit. So it really wasn't drivable. Um, so we decided to go around the main road, which is probably, what would you say, about six, seven, eight miles, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, it'd it take you under 10 minutes to get there, like if yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we drove around the road. I come, we, we, we come over to the house. We, you know, park there on the side, go in the, in the side door and, um, and, when you come in, of course, it's like a little um, room that they had enclosed and then their kitchen and living room and their two bedrooms and a bath. That's all the house was. So I had turned on the, I think the lot, I turned off all the lights except for the one in the bedroom. I kept that one on mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a little lamp that sat on their dresser mm-hmm. and I left we went back around the road and we come pulling in the driveway and 
we're sitting there talking where we've actually got out of the car at this point. He's going to walk me in and then he gets this look on his face and, uh, mm. completely shocked. And I'm not facing the direction where I could see our grandparents' house, but he is. Mm. And he says, Oh my God. <laughs> mm. And I said, what is it? And he said, just look. I mean, I don't even think he could get it out. And I said, um, so I, I said, look at what? And he said, just turn around. So I turned around and I look over at our grandparents' house and it is completely lit up. All the lights in the house are on except for the one in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, well, um, that's weird. So uh, I told him, I said, um, will you <laughs> you ride back over there with me and help me turn off the lights? And he said, I'm not going in the house. <laughs> I'm not going in. And I said, it's maybe just something kind of funky happened. I don't know. He said, well, I'll take you back, but I, I'm not I'm not going inside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I said, all right. Uh, uh, so I went over. We went back over there. He drove me back over. I get in, I, you know, I get in the house, and sure enough, I get over there, and all the lights are off except for the one in the bedroom. And I'm like, what? So I come back out because when we drove up, we could see it. We're like, it's completely dark. Yeah. And in there, and I'm like, something's not right. And so I walk in and I look through the entire house. The light that I originally left on was on. I'm like, what is this? So I come back out. He's by this time, like I'm going home. (laughs) Yeah. So I said, well, you got to at least drive me back to the house. So Mm -hmm. we pull in. He doesn't even like, I feel like he didn't even stop really at this point. He me out. I get out of the car. I look over all the freaking lights are on. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So I get back in the car and drive back over there. Now he left, right? Yeah, but see, he's gone. He's gone. He left. left. Yeah. (laughs) Drove back over there. And I, uh, of course, pull up to the house and all the lights are on. Still, they're still on this time. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I, I get out of the car. I go into the house. I'm starting. I start turning the lights off. The only one that's off was the one that I had originally turned on. So mm-hmm. I turned the light off. And I don't know why, but I just. I just stood in the middle of the house and I just said, hey, guys, it's me. I'm here. I just wanted to turn the lights off. I'm just leaving the one in the bedroom on. Everything's okay. I'm gonna go home now. I'll, I'll, I love you, and I'll, I'll be back tomorrow. And I just went out the door. I locked it. I walked out of the house. I got in the car. Drove home the long way. I get pulled in the driveway, and I look over there, and the light in the bedroom is the only one that's on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but yeah, he didn't want to go back over there after that. No, I, I remember this story was always one of my favorites because one, 
I didn't have much in common with that guy. Well, one, I didn't really see him that much because I was I was probably on my way out of the house. I was actually um, get, I moved out right after um, all this all this kind of happened after I because I moved out of the house. Well, if this happened in '01, I had just moved out. Well, no, I had to I hadn't moved out yet because I'd gotten some of their furniture. Yeah. Um, I had some of my grandparents' furniture in my first apartment. And so, um, so that hadn't happened yet, but I remember you shared the story and I was like, you know what? He's not a very brave guy, but he's smart. Like I, I get, cause I would have, I'd have been like, you know what? I got to get, I got to get home. I, I, I didn't know he didn't go back with you the last time. I thought maybe he just sat in the car or something, but, uh, he said, no curfew. I got to get home. Yeah. He that's, said I'm, he was out gone. That's, um, that's amazing. <laughs> that's my favorite didn't have any yeah. fear and you know even when i went in that second time and i knew he was out there in the car i didn't have any fear it didn't feel overwhelming it didn't feel oh, uh, dark it just felt like it was and that you know i i had to do this and then when i went back the third time it was like okay this is weird and right. a little <laughs> So hang on to that fear part because that's where I think we'll we're gonna circle back around to. Um, I'll share my little first encounters and then we'll. I want to so hang on to that word fear because um, I think that's where I think we're gonna go and maybe that'll be something new. Well, it might touch on some stuff, but it, that may be some new stuff for you and me uh, tonight. Um, and that's kind of what we'll end with, I think, um, because something does happen and there is fear. <laughs> That, that comes into it so yeah my encounter uh early early on um you know for for me i never even when things really got going um i never saw as much as you know lauren did uh, i never saw as much as our parents did and of course i just wasn't around as much so that could have something to do with it but the 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 only time and I, and it may be like you, I, I don't think I was very afraid. Um, it was odd. Um, and I, I can't in, as far as sensations, um, I can't say that like, oh, my 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 the hair on my arm stood up or it raised on the back of my neck. I don't remember anything like that happening. Um, I just remember one of the first times um, that I felt like something was going on or I, or I felt like I heard something was going over, feeding the animals. Of course, our grandparents, like if you pulled up, they had a round driveway. So you went down like this little side dirt road and it took you around. They had like a circle driveway. They went around their whole little home. Um, but the, on the front of the house was a spigot and that's where you got all your water from. Um, and that's what you watered uh, your animals with. And so I went and filled up, you know, buckets. You had to do like, I don't know, maybe three or four trips to, to and with two buckets each. Um, and that usually had enough water for everybody. But I did that. And I can remember going in, on one of those trips and hearing um, what I thought were voices in the house. Um, and it sounded like um, like two people kind of arguing, not like hateful, but just like that kind of arguing that an old couple would do. And, and our grandparents were notorious for this. Like they, they argued with each other. They called each other fool. You are crazy. Um, I think, um, I don't think our grand, our grandfather always called our grandmother woman. 
you yeah. know, woman, woman, something, something, something like that was just kind of what he, the product of his, uh, product of his time. So it was, I, I couldn't decipher anything that was being said. It was nothing that was very like coherent, but it was like someone's talking to each other. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. But again, mom, you know, mama and papa passed away. It was kind of traumatic. Uh, sure, there could be something here. Um, so that was my one encounter with that. It didn't, like I said, it didn't really freak me out. And to use the same words that you use, Lauren, it, it didn't make me afraid when I heard that. It wasn't like I was like, like I dropped the damn water and just took off running. Like it wasn't like that. Um, the, the, that was one of the first times um, I thought I heard our grandfather um, whistling once. Um, there's a, he had a couple buildings that were out by the property. Uh, one had like a wood stove or something in it that he kept heated. Um, I was doing something inside that. I can't remember what it was, but I thought I heard whistling in there. Nothing major. It, it seemed a little off because um, it didn't really, um, <laughs> it didn't really see. Um, it, I, I don't know if our grandfather was really known for whistling, but for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I just thought that was him um, whistling out there. Um, so there was that time, and then the. And then this is where you know, I think things start. It, things start to kind of like transition a little bit because I I felt like I saw maybe a flash of an image of my grandfather um, over at our house, um, which as we you know, talk more, um, it seems like a lot of activity starts taking place at our parents' home, the house that we grew up in. Um, but just sitting in our living room, looking over into the kitchen, uh, which is you know it's all kind of connected. And seeing like, you know, our grandfather was, you know, <laughs> had flannel shirts on uh, a lot. And so it was like this image really fast of a flannel shirt um, that was like in the kitchen. And I just saw that and I was like, oh, but again, not really afraid, um, startled, um, yeah. like, oh, what was that? Um, but it, but it didn't, it didn't freak me out as much because it didn't feel like there was anything harmful about it. Um, and it was almost as if I would describe it as I don't even think they were trying to let me know they were there. It was just like happening. And I would just see little bits of it. It wasn't like they were trying to get my attention. At least I didn't feel that way. It was yeah. just like, I just saw first, I just saw into something that they were just doing their thing. And I just got to see what was happening at that time. So yeah. those are, those are my small encounters. But again, none of that, um, none of that was, was scary. None of that was afraid, but, as things kind of progressed and the months went by and the years went by. So all this is 2001, um, probably within the next two to three years, um, things become more normal. Like we, um, we, we had other experiences um, that we saw people uh, around the house and, you know, Lauren, you described this before as, you know, I, I felt like it was, um, it was this them, it was kind of comforting thinking they were around. Um, and so, and then something happens and it's like, it's not comforting anymore. Um, yeah. and then things get a little bit dark. And so yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know when that kind of switch happened for you. I, it, it was, um, I think it was a gradual thing over time. I don't think it was just one day, bam, it was there. Um, it was kind of a gradual thing. I think it, it started at mom and dad's 
you know, at the time I had met my ex-husband now, um, we had, were dating and, um, I can remember we, he had moved in for a little while while we were trying to figure out what we needed to do as far as getting a home and that type of thing. And, um, he came to live there and that's when I really noticed that it really started to show its presence more, um, because there were little things that would happen. Like we would see these dark shadows, uh, these black shadows that would um, scurry in front of you while you were walking downstairs. I think that was the first time. And immediately, you know, in my mind, we had a cat that was a black cat and I, and it died um, shortly after my mom and papa did. And I just kept thinking to myself, I must just be kind of either missing her or, um, you know, just, you know, it's just so habit that she's here that I'm, I, I, I think I see her, but now looking back on it, I, it's not, that's not what it was because of the things yeah. that happened later. Um, but it started off really small like that. By yeah. the time my ex moved in, we started getting these smells in the house that were overpowering and, um, these just sickening sweet smells mm. downstairs and in our closets upstairs and you would go through things and there was nothing there there wasn't anything that was rotting there was nothing that was that was that should be producing that type of smell yeah um, i i remember i think the thing one of the rooms was a um it was uh, like a laundry room uh, half bath that was yeah. downstairs um, and I, I, I feel like I remember even when some of these smells first started happening, it was, it was, you know, the rationale of we must, something must have gotten because the crawl space was not far away from that, uh, that went under the house. And I think dad went under there at least a couple of times thinking like, well, something's had to have died and it's yeah. dead and it's right under, you know, cause obviously you got heating vents and everything else. But of course he'd go down under there and outside of just, you know, spiders and, those big, uh, big ass crickets that are usually under houses in dark places. Um, there was nothing dead down in there. So it was these, but like you said, it was, it was rotting, but it was almost like this sweet smell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he took like the vents off the, the washer and dryer that was in there thinking that maybe something got stuck in there. Mm. Maybe, you know, cause you know, it's really bad during certain times of year, field mice come in your home and wanting to get warm and, that kind of, so we thought maybe it was something like that, but we never found anything like that. Yeah. And we had, you know, after our, my cat passed away, you know, it died and we got checkers or our Pomeranian and he started, it started downstairs at that bathroom, uh, that half bath. And it started with him just staring at it and mm. barking and he wasn't a dog that barked. I mean, I know Pomeranians are kind of yappy, but he really wasn't that type of dog. And he would just stare and bark at that door. Mm -hmm. uh, when we ended up enclosing it, 
in the garage and we put our aunt and our, our great aunt Minnie mm-hmm. out there um it and then moved out and and we'll get into that at a later time of, about what happened with her but when the ex moved out there it was he constantly he didn't like going through that bathroom the dog didn't like going mm-hmm. through there he didn't like he would he would he would just sit there and he would just stare at it and bark and it might go on for 10 15 minutes then he'd quit um one night we were down there and i can remember we had a plastic there was a plastic bag um and it was in the floor and why it was there i have no idea but we had a ceiling fan but it wasn't on the you know there was no vents out there because when they enclosed everything they didn't put any um you know heat or air out there so there's no vent. shouldn't be any movement out there fans off doors closed no movement and all of a sudden the bag just starts floating around in the room Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. there's nothing there 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 shouldn't be there's you thinking oh my god you know maybe something's catching it maybe you know there's there's a vent somewhere and you start trying to figure out why is this bag just twirling around i mean all the way up to the ceiling and come back down yeah and this went on for a good minute or two of of this bag just floating around the room and me and my ex are sitting there looking at it like what like we yeah. couldn't rationalize why this bag is just moving like this and we went of course we looked to see if the window maybe the window was open maybe the door was cracked maybe something something had to be making it move but we couldn't find anything so that was kind of you know that was weird yeah you know there's there I didn't, I wouldn't say it freaked me out, but it made me, it made me kind of, it, it did make me nervous because I didn't, yeah, yeah. you know, that type of thing. It didn't, you know, but as time went on, hmm. it got more intense. It yeah, got, those kind of, yeah, got, those kind of things were not like, um, um, you know, I think uh, when people, when they imagine, you know, a loved one or a family member or someone they cared about when they pass, they're like, well, they just want to let me know that they're there or they just want to um, um, kind of you know, offer some kind of closure or some comfort or whatever. And some of the things, even like you said, these things made me nervous because I can never imagine like, uh, you know, by this time, you, both our grandparents have passed. Um, I don't I, I don't think Emmy had passed yet. You know, uh, Aunt Minnie was not living there at the time, um, but this was, uh, you know, there in no universe <laughs> or reality could I imagine our grandmother like, I want Lauren to know that I'm here, so I'm going to use this bag to get her attention. Like, I just, it just, it would never make sense that way. So, like, for what purpose is that bag being moved around, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was like, this is weird it's nervous. Uh, I, I don't know, or it's making me nervous. I don't know why it's happening. Um, it's not like sinister. Um, it's just out of place and it's weird and it's odd and there's no explanation for it. It's, it's just enough to like make you scratch your head. Yeah. Yeah. So after, you know, 
the house, you know, it got to the point where my ex didn't even like to come back there. Uh, he yeah. worked a shift job. He would get home late. And he said that, you know, he feared coming in at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even with the light on outside, it was still, he, he felt like it was just something wasn't right about the house, about the land, something. And so he was so fearful that he would actually, he had a loaded gun in his vehicle and he would get it. Yeah. And because it made him feel better. I don't know why, because it wasn't like he could shoot a, a, a demonic thing or, or <laughs> yeah. a ghost or apparition or whatever you want to call it. Couldn't shoot it, but yeah. made him feel more comfortable. It was, you know, um, but we were he he just he did he he said he did he, he never liked staying there it always made him feel uncomfortable and um you know there were a lot of things that did happen during that time but i think when after i left mm-hmm. the house, it really took a turn okay um, uh-huh. to to me it did uh uh-huh. i know of things went on when when aunt mole lived there and there you know many um yeah um but there was a lot of things that happened to her and i think removing her we started seeing a lot of things mm-hmm. um but it really didn't vamp up until you and i were out of the house um yeah yeah um Personally, because whatever that was that wasn't mom and dad's mm-hmm. followed me home to my new house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. It really got wild. Mm-mm. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. So, so. Yeah, yeah. Got in the car, went with you. Packed uh, pack the bag and, and showed up. Um, and it had to be, it had to mean business because who would the hell would move up there? That's, no. that's the thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, super, super crazy and, and all that. And maybe let's, let's kind of end if we could, let's end with that. So tell, cause we're right here at like the, at the nine thirty mark, just share a little bit about the, the driving home stuff, um, and what you would experience and, and we'll stop after that. Okay. So I moved out of, of my parents' home and my, and I found a house in the town that he is from, which is Mount Andy, North Carolina. Most people would probably recognize it as Mayberry, the home of Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. He, we lived in a little rent house and um, almost to the Virginia line. So I didn't really know a lot about the area um, because I I didn't spend a lot of time up here. So I didn't know the back roads and those type of things. So when I would leave mom and dad's or even when I would leave, you know, college after I started going to school, I always took a certain route. Mm -hmm. Um, It would get off the highway um, going up, you know, uh, 74. And I would take this road called Red Brush Road. And when you get off Red Brush Road, um, 
you would turn back to go into Mount Airy and it would, um, there was a little cut through over, cut through to, to 89, which was the highway that I needed to get on to go home. So I was driving home one night for mom and dad. So it was dark and uh, I come up into a turn and when I approach this turn, it looks like a dark figure comes out in front of my car. Mm. So immediately I think, oh my God. And I slam on the brakes as quick as I can. But I mean, when I tell you that it looks like it stepped out in front of my car, it looks like it stepped out like inches in front of my vehicle. Mm. Like I just ran right up on this. Like this person just meant to step out in front of my car. So I slam on the brakes. I'm like in the middle of the road. Luckily no one was behind me. Mm. And, I don't feel anything. I don't feel an impact. I don't see one. I don't hear anything. So I didn't know what it was. Mm. So of course, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do, you know, and I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe I just saw something maybe, you know, cause maybe it was just a deer that happened to cross by, but it looked like, a leg and a foot step out in front of my car. Mm. So time goes on. I keep seeing it happen. Same spot over a course of time. Mm. And at first it was, you know, I might see it every once in a while, you know, maybe once a week or something. Then it becomes more frequent to the point that it's so nerve-wracking to go down this road. It's like every day, it doesn't matter if it's night or day, I see the same thing over and over. Looks like stepping out in front of my vehicle. So I'm coming home from school one day, taking the same route, and I don't know why, but I decided... I'm not going to go that way today. And I ended up taking a longer route home. Mm. So I go further down. I get home. I'm at the house. I'm probably there a couple hours, maybe. And my ex calls me on the phone and is got a worried sound to him. And he's like, where are you? And I told him, I said, I'm at, you know, I'm at the house. And he said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And he said, um, which way did you come home from school? And I said, well, I, I decided to go a different route home and I didn't go down that, that road. Cause he, he, I had told him what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you know, oh my God, thank God. And I said, well, you know, what is it? And he said, there was a, a, a man um, that was shooting at cars as they were driving by. Mm. Right where I was seeing that figure jump out in front of my car, walk out in front of my car. Mm. It was in the house. 
and it ended up having a shootout with the police and all this stuff. And, you know, of course, my ex was telling me all about it. And I'm just sitting there like flabbergasted. Like, so, I mean, people could look at that like, oh, well, you know, that was just, you know, them saving you or, you know, warning you of what was to come type of thing. Uh, and maybe it was, maybe whatever was, wasn't what, you know, was evil or maybe yeah. it was, and it was just telling me not to go that way. Cause it wanted to mess around with me some more. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Like, it's not dumb. So, you know, I'm going to try to warn you not to be here. I don't know what it was, but I never saw it after that. And I went down the road for years after that and never saw never it again. Saw it. Yeah. I remember that being a major thing for you, um, seeing the figure. Um, and then you, I, I didn't, I don't think I was as aware about the, the guy with the gun and um, you taking an alternate route home. I don't remember that story as much, but I just remember the constant someone stepping out in front of you story. So, yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, it's, it's kind of hard to tell. It was that like some kind of like um, guardian moment of them, of, of something looking out for you or trying to warn you or were you just seeing something that you, that someone was going to be there? Was that some uh, form of like premonition uh, or, or was that just whatever this, uh, this, this, this force or spirit or, or darkness was that? <laughs> well, like we don't want anything to happen to you here because we're still messing with you. And yeah. we're just kind of like, so yeah, it, it is, it's kind of hard just to read any of that. But um, I think that is the not knowing and not being familiar with the stuff that we were seeing that there did come a time where it just didn't, there was no comfort in it and it became yeah. more stressful. There was anxiety around it. You talked about it. Um, and we talked about it a lot at that time, which probably gave rise to even uh, more of that energy or seeing more of that stuff. Um, but it was like, what else do you do? You yeah. know, like you, you, you're trying to process it some way. So yeah. you just talk about it. All right, so we we'll stop here tonight. Um, and we, I know for for you and me, we kind of moonwalked a little bit and went backwards. Um, but we'll hopefully we'll see how this recording goes. Hopefully it'll be better than the other ones we were using. Um, and this gives us something to build off of. Um, I tell you what, I will do real fast. Um, we're gonna end this, and then I'm gonna call you, and then we'll just kind of talk about how everything went tonight. And um, and then we'll pick it back up next week. And we'll um, if this goes well, we'll we'll do what we need to do to kind of catch everybody up to speed. Okay. All right. All right. Talk to you in a second. Okay.